Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today I am joined by Justin Wells. We will be discussing a little bit of NFL Combine as today is Thursday, March 2nd. That means DeMarvin Overshone. That means Mora Ojimo and Keandre Coburn going through drills up in Indianapolis, uh, going through the most important job interview of their life, so they say. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about Longhorn basketball, one regular season game remaining, the Big 12 tournament in front of them, and then the NCAA tournament after that. Uh, Horns coming off a tough last second, late comeback, whatever you want to call it. Not a great loss, uh, all things considered, to TCU last night. Uh, make sure you go to InsideTexas.com. You can get a subscription until August 31st for just $29.99. Uh, that gets you to Spring Ball, which starts on Monday. You've seen all the position previews we've been going through on this channel. Uh, that gets you through official visit season. Uh, that gets you through junior days. So all the recruiting info, off-season camp in the summer, uh, preseason training camp in the fall. Once you see all that we offer, you're going to want to stick around. So give us a shot. Make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, like this video, subscribe to this channel. You'll get more previews, always free, always here. Uh, and you'll get to see me and Justin every Thursday morning like uh, we're talking about today. So Justin, uh, do you have any – what's one thing that it, when you – hear the words NFL combine that's there's one thing that comes to mind for you um I mean NFL draft I mean I, I you know before we did this for a living you know the draft was awesome and the build-up to the draft was awesome you know anybody that played you know video games PlayStation Xbox and played Madden they know exactly what the NFL they know about the the franchise mode and it's and it's it's fun because I think people like to see you build a program, build a franchise out. And especially when you're a fan and you're so emotionally invested. Uh, but that's what I think of. I think of the NFL draft. I think about uh, mock drafts. I think about guys running 40s. I think about, you know, uh, Marquise Goodwin and, and and things of that sort. And so um, it's, I, I, I like it. I think I think we get it overloaded a little bit. I think it hit, it's almost like Christmas holidays. Why do we have to celebrate in October? Man, we ain't even got Thanksgiving yet. Same thing with the drafts, you know, with the mock drafts and things. We, we get so much of it. It's over sensualized so much that um, I just feel like I try to pull back until we get a little bit closer because I know we have so much to it. But it's it's the buildup and it's 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 everything that's cool about building a franchise. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, the NFL, the calendar doesn't stop. They have a... The announcement of an announcement about the schedule's a big day, uh, but this is important. Uh, uh, we'll get probably in a couple months down the road talk about how it affects recruiting. Uh, but today we get to talk about five players there: uh, Demarvin Overshone, Moro Ojimo, Keandre Coburn, uh, Bijan Robinson, and Roshan Johnson. Um, the first three: uh, Demarvion, Moro, and Keandre. They'll be running on Thursday. They'll be on NFL Network. I think it starts around either 1 Central or 2 Central. Uh, the running backs, uh, they won't be going until until Sunday. And the important and interesting thing is, I think for all these guys, all these Longhorns, is that they're going to be doing it all again, uh, not even a few days later, uh, at the Texas Pro Day. So yeah. this isn't just a big couple of days. Uh, this is a huge week for all these guys. Of course, they may not do – 
everything uh, at one of these places. They may do everything at the combine and then one or two things they'd like to improve on at, at the pro day and, and vice versa. But um, let's go ahead and start with the guys going today. DeMarvin Overshone, uh, Keandre Coburn, Mora Ojimo. Um, we know that all these guys uh, are, you know, great representatives of the University of Texas. Uh, they've been, you know, a great character uh, for, for pretty much all, all four years. I know DeMarvian Overshone may have had a couple instances, uh, but it's not anything. I think that once the, the teams hear him out, they're going to think anything ill of him. And plus, and this is what happens in the NFL, he's got the athletic capability in the modern league to where he's going to be just fine. And he's at the combine for a reason. And it's probably because he's going to end up getting drafted to play somewhat of a, a hybrid role. You know, the, the, the beauty of those three, Coburn, Ojimo, and Overshone, especially Morrow, is that they've all got a lot of experience. And they've all, they all came in about the same time. And so the, you, you, we kind of saw them all grow up together. With, with, with Morrow, you have a guy that, you know, his recruitment was was kind of fun. It was one of those late, late type 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 uh, pursuits. And 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 in the new, you know, National Signing Day one, National Signing Day two era. And so, and he was also young. I believe he was seventeen when he signed with Texas. And so, we we've got to see this guy grow. We got to see this guy develop into a a, a certified guy, dude. He was always a good pro- prospect. He was always smart, smart kid. But now we've seen him kind of mature. And so for Morrow, you got a guy, you know, I, I think he's the one that is talked about the least. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. And, and he's actually <laughs> who, outside of Bijan, may could have the longest tenure in, in the league. And so um, it, it, he'll kill He'll absolutely kill the interview process. Um, I think the only box that may be in a negative for Morrow would have been the uh, the, pre- the press conference a couple years ago, where he kind of yeah, spoke his mind, and he and he really his intentions were so good. He really he he had the right intentions. He just kind of went about it the wrong way. But Morrow is a, is really a good smart kid, and I think he's going to develop. And I, I know the NFL values that age. Because they know if the younger they are, the, the more they have, um, they, they have more potential. And so Morrow's the one no one talks about enough, but may settle in and have one of the best careers. So with all these guys, I know we we got into details with them when it was first announced. Um, but, you know, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Let's go for all three, DeMarvion, Morrow, and Keandre. What do you think their best drill or maybe best testing event is going to be Overshones is going to be the shuttle because he can move at six, three and a half really, really well, like incredibly well. We've seen it when he played uh, in the secondary. So I think Overshones is going to kill the shuttle. And I think that'll, that'll absolutely look incredible for a kid that's six, three and a half, roughly 225 pounds. Um, Coburn bench press. I think Coburn was one of your stronger defensive guys in the program the last few years. 
Uh, Coburn's gonna is, is gonna probably be the best at bench press. Morrow, you know, I, I know it's kind of, you know, I, it's gonna be the interview. Like Morrow is so smart, and 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 you, you he always thinks through things and, and and things of that sort, which makes the interview from a couple years ago a little off. But Morrow's, you know, he's really a bright kid, and and I think that will, he's gonna be able to fit into any situation, any franchise. He'll be able to to have a versatility not only on the field but off the field. And, 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 and so I, I, I'll give Moro, I'll say Moro checks the box in the interview process. Keandre is going to do the best in bench. I want to see what Overshone runs in a shuttle because it, the league needs linebackers that can cover and Overshone can cover. And if you can cover in the league in, in 2023, you will play. And so I think that's going to be DeMarvion's best tell. Yeah. I'm with you at the bench on, on Keandre. Um, I think that's going to be, uh, something that shows teams, especially paired with his game tape, that he can either be a guy that holds up at, you know, head up on a center, or he can maybe even play a, a one technique, something like that, if, if, if need be. Um, DeMarvion, I'm with you, because we always would hear that he would be the only guy who could really handle B. John Robinson in space. And because of how good, how excellent we know B. John Robinson is in space, that, that says a lot right there. Uh, Moro, I'm with you. Uh, you know, he, he's going to kill the interview process. I think if you go back to that press conference, I remember I was driving to Palestine uh, your way up towards East Texas when that all happened. And it wasn't so much that he said it because I think there was a national media contingent that thought like, oh, how dare you silence a player? Right. It wasn't that. Uh, it was about a player basically revealing, oh, we're running a new defense. Oh, this kid is going in kid, you know, not 21 years old is going in drinking uh, this like stuff like that. So it wasn't the fact that he spoke out because he's, he learned have, not to name drop name drop. <laughs> he got specific. He got too specific. Yes. And that's his personality, man. That's right. just the way he's wired in the NFL. You know, there's, I think he learned a lesson from that. I think he'll learn a lesson from that in the NFL, especially as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to go with an on-field drill, you know what? I, I think it may be uh, not that L shuttle, uh, but the other one, uh, the five ten five. I, I can see him doing well. Heck, I can that's the one I think. Oh, that's that's why I like overshown in as well. The five ten five. Yeah. I can see Moro kind of running a surprisingly good forty and for his size. Matters, he's agile, Joe. Not that it matters a ton, but I bet he's coming into the combine sitting around 280, 285. Um, and we know how much he hustles. I feel like that may be something that helps him. Um, I don't know how much, but I think it could be, you know, if you're looking at a four, eight, five guy or a five guy, well, you, you may want to take the four, eight, five guy. Cause you know, he's got some explosiveness. So, yeah. um, Sunday got the running backs, got Roshan Johnson, Bijan Robinson. Uh, it's not prime time. I think they save the, the defensive backs and the wide receivers for Friday prime time or something like that. Probably. Uh, I can't totally remember. I'm just watching for a couple position groups. Um, and I like reading the numbers. I don't really care to see them because I've watched guys running a straight line plenty. Uh, oh, but, gosh. you know, Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson going through the combine. Uh, big one for both these guys, but definitely I think a big one for Bijan Robinson in that he's running the 40. He doesn't need to, uh, but I, I take it that he feels confident enough in his times to where he feels like he can run the 40 in front of all these scouts and it won't ding what is likely a first round resume. 
I, you know, I talked about it on, on the 104.9 The Horn yesterday. Uh, if I'm B. John Robinson, I'm not doing crap. I know I'm going in the top 15, top 20. I'm not doing anything. Now, that's me. You know, <laughs> I'm not the over, uh, I'm not the um, overly talented Bijan Robinson. And so the thing with Bijan, I think people need to understand is he has that mindset of proving himself. He has this really humble mentality of, I'm not just going to assume I can do this. I've got to show you. I've got to put in the work. And he has put in tremendous work over the last two months. And you nailed it. If he's running that 40, Joe, he knows what he's going to run. He's confident. And if anything, if he runs what we think he could potentially run, he may bump up in the draft a little bit. He's going to be the first running back taken. I can tell you that with 100% certainty. It just where. It could be as early as five. It could be as late as 26. I mean, it's a really wild window. And I think Bijan going through these can kind of control a little bit of that, so to speak. You know, if he were to not do anything and go in blind, I think he could have a lot more apprehension about trading up in a franchise or, or moving picks to go grab him. Whereas now he's going to he's going to show up in Indianapolis and he's going to say, you know what? Everybody says I'm going first. Let me show you why. And that's why I feel like Bijan is probably going through this and doing that. And that's just another tip of the hat to a kid that overachieves at every stinking thing he does. Yeah, when I think when you pair his size and, and his uh, cutting ability, he's going to throw down some awesome shuttle times. Um, he'll impress in the pass catching portion and all the running back portions. But yeah, if he breaks four or five, we're talking about a first rounder. And if he if he doesn't break four or five, he's, I think we're still talking about a first rounder. He's um, breaking four or five. And I, and I don't think he's running this unless he thinks he's going to, you know, he's not running it if he's going to go out there and throw a four, seven, five. Exactly. I think he's faster in that, obviously. Listen, but he's he not going to be doing this if, if that's yeah. what uh, he believes uh, maybe, you know, on his plate. So uh, real excited for that. That will be on, I think, Sunday. Um, so um, joining him will be the other running back, Roshan Johnson. Uh, he had a hand injury at the Senior Bowl, which – he practiced through on the day he injured it, but was unable to go through drills, unable to get that extra experience. What do you think Roshan's going to excel in? I'll go ahead and stop you before you say the interview process, because we know he's the team leader, uh, unquestioned team leader, um, you know, yeah. business school graduate, guy who's been focused on the NFL for a long time. Um, what do you think, you know, when it comes to on-field stuff that teams are really going to fall in love with, uh, when it comes to Roshan Johnson? You know, great question. In the spread era and, and more and more where the Alvin Kamara type, Christian McCaffrey type back is, 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 is just as explosive at receiver, slot receiver as he is running back, you know, catching things out of flat, running routes, which Bijan will also do well. I want to see Roshan Johnson go through the jugs drill that you see a lot of the receivers have to focus on which is catch one, catch another, catch, you know, the, the different types. Because that guy, I don't know if there's anything he can't do, Joe. You and I have covered him for a long time, man. We've known this kid for six years. <laughs> he knows a little – he does everything. And you said it, no reason to bring it up. He will destroy the interview process. He is the epitome of a leader and who you would invest money in your franchise in. Uh, but I, I want to see his hands. Because I think 
the more his feet are going to look great. He's going to run a decent 40. Uh, he'll do a good bench. And like you said, he'll, he'll kill the, the, the off-field stuff. For me, if he goes out there and catches a bunch of balls and shows how good his hands are, he right now, Joe, I think he's in the fourth, fifth round range, potentially with, with the potential to move up maybe in that third round range. I just know it's usually de- depends on when running backs start coming off the board uh, at a particular time in the draft. But, man, if he shows his hands and he shows that versatility, to me, that's going to be – I think out of all of them you could name, I want to see him go through the jugs. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I think he's going to be a player who's going to find a spot on a roster no matter what. I don't know if exactly if that's going to be on the running back depth chart. I think that's his best chance, obviously. But right. Uh, this is someone who could probably be on a lot of different special teams and be an impact player on those special teams. We saw him being an impact player on special teams at Texas. Um, and, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he wanted to. And I bet he doesn't mind drawing a pro paycheck in that manner. Um, I think another t- thing is teams are going to like that compared to some of the other backs. He has a lot of good traits and has shown a lot of good stuff, but he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. Like he was just, he was the 1B running back for his entire career. And when Bijan Robinson's the 1A, you're going to see some carries that way. So um, I, I think he's going to do great. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he puts up a good mark in the bench press. Uh, he's got yeah. some great strength, um, and he, I feel like he's the type of player to where, you know, once he hears a few guys yelling, let's go, Roshan, let's go, Roshan, he'll, he'll, he can get one more rep up, maybe a couple more, and – I think that'll differentiate him. So anything else from the combine or you want to talk a little bit of hoops before we get out of here? I'm ready for the combine. I am not ready to talk about this damn hoops. So let's go. Man, I get that. I think there's there's exposure, expose some stuff. There are two sides to the whole thing. You can go micro. You can go the micro of the TCU game. An awful start where TCU did everything better during the first half. And Texas, though, spirited effort, couldn't come back. You can go to the micro of the fact that, okay, it's a second straight loss for the first time this year. Micro of they could go to three straight losses and that they could enter postseason on a slump. And you go to the, my macro, which, okay, glass half full or Terry Apologist or whatever. You're, we're not favored. You're against a ranked team on the road on their biggest night of the year um, against a team that starts three, I think, three seniors and two juniors and only has two sophomores in the rotation. So my look at it is – would you have liked to beaten that team? Yes. Are you going to face teams that good in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. Are there problems that at the beginning of games that need to be addressed and probably even in the lineups? Yes. Is it time to like sound a massive alarm? I don't think so because TCU is a top 25 team playing at home, inspired, um, and you know we're honestly favored in a Big 12 that we always talk about as the best in college basketball. Losses stink, two straight losses stink, and losing a chance at a Big 12 title stinks. Uh, But I think you also have to consider a little bit, not to excuse the loss, not to excuse the loss, not to excuse the loss, but you have to consider also some of the things that are happening with 
as the Big 12 uh, is this year, um, especially if you're playing on the road, no matter what your roster looks like. But that's kind of the excuses, the rationale, whatever. What are the problems that you saw, especially that were made clear in the first half, a problem that has become a recurring one for the Longhorns? There's two. It's One is the lack of a ball handler. Yeah, they got some guys that can walk in the gym and dribble. They don't have a creator, and that's a, that's a ball handler. With somebody that can handle on-ball defense, pressure defense, that can create, that's a problem. Tyrese Hunter was supposed to be that guy. I still think he can be that guy. Something's wrong there because he, he showed that ability at Iowa State, and I think he still has that. We haven't. He just hasn't been that guy, especially in Big 12 play, I feel like. And, and Marcus Carr is who he is. He's a volume shooter. He's he's a guy that's going to has to put up, you know, a couple hundred shots to get to 25, 30 points. That's just that's part of his M.O. He forces a lot of stuff. So from the ball handling distribution side, that's an exposure. I think Baylor really showed what guard play was supposed to look like in March. A couple, uh, you know, that, that Baylor hangover to me was so exposure. Other hand, at one point in the game last night, the rebounding margin was twenty-six to five. I would have, I would have, I would have been in. I, I would have made a scene. I, it wouldn't have been good. It the, 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 the broadcasters wouldn't have talked about the game after something I would have done. That's ridiculous, dude. That's effort. Now there's gonna there was some major hangover from that Baylor loss. I get it. That was an emotional loss too, especially against a team you really want to beat. But at the same time, on the road, top ten, the Big Twelve gauntlet, bloody. Like I get it. I get it. Twenty six to five. No, no, buddy. That means there's a coaching problem because somebody's not getting a fire in somebody's ass. That's a problem in March. That's a problem. And so, yes, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not a blow it up kind of guy. And you know I'm not like that. I, I, when I get into a basketball discussion with Texas, I really do think it through, and I'm very judicious with what I tweet about Texas basketball. But last night was what I feared was going to happen, honestly, after the Baylor loss. I felt like maybe Baylor and Kansas are peaking at the right time, and Texas just kind of went in a different direction. I feel like the further away they get from Chris Beard, the further they get away from any sort of defensive identity. I mean, you, you can't – the help side defense in the first half was similar to Canton Little Dribblers. It was just nothing. It wasn't there. And so I'm with you. I don't, I don't try to make too much out of it. I understand on the road, ranked team in the Big 12 is pure hell. I just know what this team has looked like early. I knew what this team looked like mid-season. They've been a top-10 team for you know, the entire season, Joe. Um, they're going in the wrong direction. I think Baylor exposed some stuff. I think guard play is, is, is a problem. I think post play is not a problem, but, buddy, you need to be more active, and it's got to be more than, you know, Brock Cunningham crashing the boards religiously because that's in his DNA. There are some – Red flags all over the place. And Terry and these guys, they need to fix it pretty quick or this may not be a very long run. Got Kansas on Saturday fighting for second place in the conference, which is still important. It'll be important to seeding. It'll be important to get them, I think, a, a an extra buy. I think that puts them automatically through to the – The quarterfinals or semifinals? No, I, I – 
being a one or two seed in the Big 12 tournament is very advantageous. I can't remember exactly what it does off the top of my head, uh, but it's it's definitely something you want to do, um, and and you, you don't want to have to. It, it, I think it cuts down one game or something like that. I can't exactly remember. Um, I might be wrong, uh, but you want to do it anyway. You want yeah, to get yeah, and it, it looks good for the, uh, the 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 committee, the the, the selection. You I know what it'll do. It will get you a matchup with a team that had to win to get there. So, and had to win the day before to get there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so that's the advantage, at, at least that. So yeah. then, uh, you know, it'll be selection Sunday before we know it. And uh, it'll be March madness. So should be a lot of fun. Justin, anything else between the combine and between hoops? No, uh, I, I do want to throw a shout out to, to that, that, that big hard throwing righty. I think Texas has a has a gem coming up, brother, in LeBaron Johnson Jr. Uh, I call him the Chrysler Le- LeBaron because he's always he's he, right now, man. That dude's got some stuff, Joe. And I know you're excited. You're a baseball guy. You, you've been Texas baseball for I feel like ten years. Um, hey, man, this guy's got some stuff. And I know this team's going to go through a transition this year. And I think Texas fans need to be insanely patient with this baseball team this year. But I think LeBaron showed a little a little spark of, of what uh, Pierce and those guys have coming up. So I want to give a hat tip to that kid. Uh, he, he's a weekend starter looking type, in my opinion. And, and Texas has always done well with those kids. So give a hat tip to Chrysler LeBaron. Uh, that kid brought it, man. He looks like a young Levon Hernandez, man. He, he comes over with the right and uh, he generates some movement on those balls. Yeah, I wish I had a 90-mile-an-hour splitter, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I bet he does move into the rotation. Um, he may not yeah. be this weekend at Fullerton, uh, but I think there are two midweeks next week, and I would not be surprised if he does not get to see any action in those because he'll be the Sunday starter, maybe even move up Saturday. Who knows? So thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you check out InsideTexas.com. $30 still get you all the way through August 31st. You'll get every single piece of inside information that happens between now and then at a great price. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. We're going to have a ton during spring football practice. I always tell people the only ways that you can catch highlight clips of Texas Longhorns football practice is either watching the local news in Austin or here on On Texas Football, because we're going to have some highlight clips available. Uh, We'll show as much as the athletic department allows us to show, and this is going to be the place to check it out. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. Thank you to Justin Wells for joining me. And for On Texas Football, I'm Joe Cook. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, Thank you for watching again and hook them.